Welcome back to KMIH889 The Bridge. My name is Nick Matone, and today I am interviewing Alex Dawkus, who is a mental conditioning consultant and also a registered clinical counselor. Alex is a former baseball player at Kwantlen University, and while in college, he graduated with a master's degree in both sports psychology and counseling psychology. Alex worked alongside the late, great Trevor Moad, who worked with Russell Wilson, the University of Alabama football program, and countless other institutions. Alex, how did you meet Trevor Moad? Well, first of all, Nick, thanks for having me on, uh, you know, in, in, in Mercer Island. It's a, it's a pleasure and an honor. And yeah, I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head recognizing Trevor. Uh, that's really how I got connected with you guys. And uh, to make a, a really long story as, as short as possible, I became connected with, with Trevor through IMG Academy which is based in, in Bradenton, Florida. I, I was an athlete myself. I was a baseball player. And at that time, I became introduced to Trevor. Uh, he, you know, he was my, my mental conditioning coach. At the time, I really, really didn't understand the value of it. Generally, a typical 17, 18-year-old kid, you're not really too concerned about that thing in between your years. I was definitely more gravitating towards barbells and dumbbells and things that I could quickly see. So I went through IMG and I really didn't use, utilize Trevor and uh, went, played university baseball, didn't have a successful career, ended up working in like a lot of, a lot of people kind of going through university, not knowing what to do with their life. But I always really liked performance, baseball, really sports for all that really uh, kind of mattered. And my my wife, she uh, was in the mental health industry and I never really considered it something that I would really be getting myself into. But I remembered back to, to Trevor and all those times I wasn't really paying attention or listening to him. And I reached out to him. And uh, at the time I was doing a master's in sports psychology and he brought me on and that was in 2015. And worked, had the pleasure of working my way up, kind of gaining his trust, working with him closely with countless institutions and programs until his unfortunate passing last uh, last September. And uh, I'm forever indebted to, to Trevor, his father, Bob Moad. Some of your listeners might know him. He was a, an institution and, and a hero to many in the Washington state area. So uh, that's kind of how I, I got linked in with, with, with Trevor, um, but it's a kind of a, a life mission of mine to carry his torch forward. So, so happy to be doing as little, you know, even though it's a little, uh, a little thing I got going on with you guys, but helping you guys uh, out in Mercer Island and keeping that message going. Yeah. I forgot to mention that how I know you is through you working with our basketball program. And, you know, one of the things you preach is getting back to neutral. And for a lot of the listeners out here, uh, do you have a piece of advice, not necessarily just with the sports, but how to not get too hard on yourself or too positive on yourself? Yeah, absolutely. And I think Trevor and through Russell Wilson, who is a huge advocate of, of, of being neutral, mm-hmm. the idea of it is generally psychology, you know, roughly in the 1980s, we were hit with this pop psychology field and the self-esteem movement. And the idea of that was if you weren't feeling good, well, you've ought to think positive because there's, there's going to be two options. And a lot of people, especially once you know the pandemic hit and things got really real for people and it got really tough being isolated and, you know, having high school sports canceled and not being able to, to, you know, participate in your general things in life. Things got super negative and it was pretty hard to sugarcoat that Nick. 
right? You think about what was going on. If, if, if you're unable to go to basketball practice, well, yeah. it's pretty hard to be positive about that. And it's really easy to slip into negative. Think what the legacy that the, one of the many legacies that Trevor left. And, you know, as you, as you mentioned, something I really kind of drive home is, is being neutral. It's really going to the facts of the situation and, and more and, and deeper into that. What is, what is the behavior that I want to get behind to get the, the, the solution? Right. It's super easy for us. And we actually have this thing called a negativity bias. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in psychology, we talk about that, that ability of that. We're always going to strive towards that negative. And that's kind of there genetically. But also, too, is, is to recognize that as that might also not be serving us optimally. Yeah. So it's, it's, it, it takes practice is to say, OK, if I want to be neutral is to identify not being super positive. But what is the behavior that that is needed? So I'll use an example. Like I know Mercer Island just didn't have probably the best showing that they wanted versus Bellevue here uh, on the weekend. That's real. The scoreboard is real. You know, we can sit here and debate it and dissect it. And, you know, there is some value into that. But what what matters most is what we do next and how we respond next. Mm -hmm. And figuring out what those behaviors are neutrally. You know, it's, it's, you know, you might be able to find a few positives from that, but ultimately want to find that neutral stance of what are the behaviors that we want to get behind. And I find, you know, neutral is derived from kind of old Buddhism, if you will. Mm -hmm. It's, it's kind of a more palatable way for saying mindfulness of kind of recognizing how can I stay away from judgmenting my thoughts? Because oftentimes we're going to find negatives. We're going to find a way to catastrophize ourselves in situations. But most importantly, let's find the best behaviors to get behind. So is it almost like looking at, you know, the, all the things that are going on from an objective standpoint and just like, here is what happened. Now here is what I must do. Absolutely. Okay. And right now it might seem easy. And it might seem easy to your listeners like, oh, this makes sense. But the challenge is when physiologically we get aroused. Now, what what I mean by that, right? If we get into a situation where our heart's racing and our vision field is is decreasing. That fight or flight. Or fight or flight response, right? And we're we're trying to, you know, our survival mechanisms kicking in and we don't really have access to what we call for our fancy language and any of our neuroscience fans, our prefrontal cortex, our prefrontal cortex is shut down. So it's pretty hard to get neutral. And, And then that's where we, you know, we use the mental skills of really trying to take a step back, waiting for that prefrontal cortex to kick in and say, you know, almost taking a 35,000 foot view of your life and your situation of objectively, as you've said, is to say, what is going on for me? And what is my best behavior based on as rational as I can be in an irrational time, in an irrational environment? Because we're always going to be defining it about how we respond to situations. Things are going to happen to us, negative, positive, neutral. And we're always defined in our response. Thank you for listening to this interview between me and Alex. It was a pleasure to have him. And thank you for listening to KMIH 889 The Bridge, Mercer Island.